0: in my head,
1: and what's in the chest,
0: I'm not
1: going to stop, I'm just catching my breath. They're not going to stop, please just let me catch my breath.
0: So Hello, I'm John Kane, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this special Sunday, October 27th broadcast. Uh, while this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage, and in some cases, start conversations. We don't do prayers, and we don't do buffalo speeches. We take a tough look at history, oppression, and survival. Uh, we talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity, and we do step on a few toes along the way sometimes. And, but that's not our, our intention. Our intention is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. Uh, we'll take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that is heaped upon us, and we do it all right here from the Cattaraugus Territory of Seneca Nation live. So Let's Talk Native. But first, let me remind uh, folks that our audio streams at www.letstalknative.com, and we stream live video of the show on our Facebook group page pages, uh, and share them on a bunch of pages via Facebook Live. Our shows are available uh, as podcasts after our broadcast, and we take the video and post it up on our youtube channel usually up the next day uh so you can you can you know check it out you can share it you know sometimes watching on, on youtube is a little easier because sometimes uh, uh facebook isn't always received in some uh some places that well so um uh we do stream live on facebook but we also put the video up on our youtube channel which is let's talk native tv uh, i encourage people to subscribe to our podcast and uh, subscribe to our youtube channel that way you'll catch all our videos in, including this one um I am the the host and producer of the show, and I'm joined in studio by Jake Proud, who is managing our audio and our video. And uh, let's get get to it. It is that time of year. Uh, The football season is well underway. We are heading into Halloween. We're going to be into November, our special month. And I say special month because most presidents, and we'll see if this moron does it, but most presidents declare November as Native American Heritage Month. Um, And then they give us our special day which is uh, also Black Friday. They they designate the Friday after Thanksgiving um not not Thanksgiving, that's too busy celebrating pilgrims, but uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving they'll they dedicate towards uh Native American Heritage Day, I guess. Uh, so, um so uh, the, the light should be on us, right? But at the same time, we also have m- uh mockery of Native people is uh is full underway. In, in fact, next Sunday the Washington NFL franchise will be in Seneca territory. They'll be here in western New York uh playing at a uh, Buffalo Bills home game. Now, I will say when Washington uh went up to Minnesota and got their butts kicked uh, last week uh which they pretty much get their butts kicked every week. Uh I think they have one win against one of the worst teams in the NFL um and that's uh and they almost lost that game. <laughs> um but look, I, I'm not going to hear and talk. Uh, this I'm not going to talk about football. You know the the whole football thing after Colin Kaepernick and you know people getting their heads busted up and all that other stuff is, is not exactly um, something high priority for me to talk about. But but the name, the Washington football name, uh, I do have to talk about that because it isn't just Washington, the the, the U.S. capital that uses a racial slur for uh, for the name of its sports franchise. There are still many. Um, not so many colleges, but many high schools and, and, and other teams, uh, and in fact, other sports, that use native mascots. And, you know, there's still many high schools still using the, the slur that Washington uses for, for the name. So I want to talk about that a little bit. And, and to, you know, to really talk about it, you know, you've got to address a bunch of things all at once. Um, and the first thing that has to be addressed is these polls that get done. You know, there's always this effort to you know, to try to suggest that oh, native people, yeah, they're all right with the name. Yeah, there's a few loudmouth native people who really don't have anything better to do, so they they're they're making noise and you know they're trying to you know uh, or what do they, they call it? Uh, political correctness gone amok or, or or run amok or some some stupid thing like that. And so they'll cite these polls that well, where they'll say, and it used to be they were saying like. At one time they were saying 90% of native people polls are okay with it. Then they you know, and they have another poll, so it was 80, and now I think they're saying like 67% of native people polls. Let's be clear about these polls. Well, look, in fact, let's let me talk about the polls first. Let's talk about who is considered native before they the before the phone rings. I will say right here, and maybe I don't know if anybody has ever done this before, but I think it is fair to say that there are more people in the United States who are not Native, who claim to be Native, than actual Native people. Let me say it again. <laughs> I think there are more people claiming, and I'm not this isn't picking on Elizabeth Warren necessarily alone, but there are more people, non-Native people, and I'm not just talking white people either. There are more non-Native people claiming to be, especially Cherokee, claiming to be native, than actual natives. And, and of course, if you look at when, when you see public, well, how many native people are there in the United States? And, you know, those, the estimates can range from seven-tenths of 1% to, like, 2%. That's a pretty big range. Now, so why is it? Why can't they come up with an accurate number? Well, part of the reason is, all these people who just self proclaim they just say oh yeah I'm native and nobody and so that you know that's all you have to do on a census for instance when you take a when you do the u.s census every 10 years they do that all you have do is say oh yeah check Native American and now they're gonna log you in as they're figuring out the demographics of the United States oh yeah this person said they're native now they aren't saying well how many people does the Bureau of Indian Affairs and I'm not saying that this is the greatest test either but uh what is it? what i what i say it was it was 468 i don't even remember the number I, I've, I've quoted it here but federally recognized tribes the 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 federal government has a specific list of so-called tribes that they recognize as well they recognize as tribes bands or nations of indians supported the laws of the united states they know how many numbers there are in each one of those so they know that number now I'm not saying that number is complete. There are more Native people than that because there are a whole lot of Native people who are not, quote-unquote, federally recognized. Five, seven, did I say four? Yeah, five, yeah I'm sorry. Five, 573. Yeah, where did I get four from? I knew it was in 500. Yeah, 573. I remember when it was 565, and maybe that threw me up. but 573, quote-unquote, federally recognized tribes in the United States. That's not where these calls are made to, by the way, to any of these. They, they don't They don't say, well, give me the list of those 573 um, federally recognized tribes, and we'll call the tribal offices, and we'll poll them. No, they don't do that. They just poll, and then they'll ask, well, are you Native American? And they say, oh, yeah, I'm Native American. Okay, go, good, good. Now, how do you feel about this? So they come up with these, these polls. Again, self-identified, just people on a phone. And and most of it are landlines. And I gotta tell you, native territories aren't big on landlines. We don't have a whole lot of infrastructure on in our territories. Look, when cell phones and smartphones came out, we finally had access to you know to information uh, you know and internet that we never had before. I mean, even here as I do the show, this is this is how I do my internet on a on a jetpack, a uh, a little my fi device, because we don't have decent enough internet we don't have infrastructure we don't forget about uh, how our phone lines are terrible the electric servers on our territories are terrible every time the wind blows we have the wind go with the power go out so when annenberg or anybody else is going to do these polls they just call these numbers and they say well uh, are you they'll, know they'll, they'll call a whole bunch of numbers and then they'll 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 categorize all the ones who said oh yeah i'm uh you know one and a half thirty 30 seconds Cherokee. And, oh, yeah, you're Native American. We're going to put you down. Now, and so then when they go up with these numbers, the the polls are flawed. And, not, and then let's uh, talk about how the questions are asked. I mean, if you say, um, do you find the name of the Washington football team offensive? All right, that's that's one way to frame the question. It, but if you said, do you find it offensive for sports teams to... um um," to use native people as mascots well that that's a little different question but but that's not the way it's 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 asked do you say do you find it offensive that a stadium full of uh full sports fans are wearing red face or 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 headdresses or or makeup and are dressing up as native people they don't ask that question do you do they ask do you find it offensive that um that your culture is being marked mocked or, or or reenacted by you know, by cheerleaders or or whatever else. No, they don't ask those. They just they ask just a very benign question, which frankly doesn't really cut to the, to the cut to the issue. So, anytime you hear somebody say there's there's a uh, a poll that is you know that where native people um, overwhelmingly or or even the just the majority the simple majority of native people polled um, are okay with the Washington football team's name you it's it's just not it's just not true every native organization every federally recognized tribe and even and I don't I don't know any native peoples whose representatives have come out speaking on behalf of their people now there are a few native people i mean there are native people who are, are washington fans you know what there are native people who are trump fans ironically they're probably the same people you know so <laughs> So just to be clear here, but no, there 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 are native people who who are who are genuinely you know Washington football fans or Cleveland baseball fans or Atlanta baseball fans, but they are not the vast majority. And if you ask those five hundred seventy three federally recognized tribes or the or the several hundred state recognized or non federally recognized tribes, if you ask them, and I hate to use the word tribes, but I'm trying to make a point here, if you ask them. You know, or, you know, so what is the position of your people? Not what is, the, what is your opinion as a, as a sports fan, but what is the position of your people when it comes to this mascot issue? None of them have come out in support of the Washington football team's name. None of them. And, 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 and if some have, I want to know because uh, I need to start a letter writing campaign. It just doesn't exist. These in any of these polls, whether it's a newspaper or whether it's a, a television network, you know, cable television network, or you know, or Annenberg or anybody else, they don't poll all of the the native uh, organizations, and not just the you know the individual native peoples, but even the uh, the groups like NCAI or or USAT or any of the other organizations that that exist. They don't ask them why, because the answer is overwhelmingly, almost unanimously, against. Uh, a team using using our name and our image or a racial slur that references us. Now, and again, I hate to have to go through this over and over again, but it is very clear that the word redskin has a connection to the bounties paid for the scalps taken from native people. And scalps have been taken from native people from uh the Spanish, from the Dutch, from the uh, the English, you know, from the French, and from Americans, and in fact, they were been taken from you know. Americans were were still offering bounties for uh, for scalps in the, on the West Coast in in the nineteenth century, the late nineteenth century. This, this whole idea of you know, and, and again, uh, I, I saw a news article, and then my friend, uh, my friend Bob Del Monte referred to this this quote again, using this thing about whether. Trump has gone off the reservation. That phrase that phrase is essentially a, a license to kill. Now, you, again, you don't know that, right? You, you, what do you mean off the reservation means a license to kill? When native people were being forced, almost in prison camp style, onto, onto quote-unquote reservations, if they left the reservation, they were considered hostiles and they could be killed. They could legally be hunted down and killed. And... You know, and in some cases, there were bounties for those kills. Not only could you kill them, you actually get paid to kill them. And you know, if you could either deliver the body, or you just uh, rip off, you know—cut the top of the heads off. So that's where the expression "off the reservation" comes from. Because the good Indians stayed put, the bad, the wild, the 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 free <laughs> Native people went off the reservation, and that means that you are out of control out of government control so when they say it to a white person he's gone off the reservation it means that they're out of control doesn't mean that you can kill them <laughs> but it means that you that they're out of control so i think it's really important that people understand where some of this phraseology comes from you know and, and of course all of the 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 misnomers i mean again the word indian yeah it doesn't come from Indios. I know Russell Means and other people, you know, said, "Oh yeah, it meant uh, you know people of God or something like that, or you know of God." No, that's not. It wasn't Indios or Indios. Even as they were saying in Spanish, it was Indio, and it was because Columbus thought he'd reached the Indies. Now, anybody who says, "Well, but they didn't call India India back then," well, they. They called the river the Indus River. They called that, and, they, and the land on the other side of the Indus River, including the islands in, the, uh, in uh, the off the coast of Asia, they were called the Indies. Columbus specifically wrote about reaching the Indies in his journal, so that's why the native people were called Indians, and and it's wrong. So there's that. So any any school, the school that I went to high school in, are still called, and you know, and it pains me because I still have some friends on my friends list that post up the scores of their their alma mater and, and they're forever saying, oh, the Indians this, the Indians that. Jeez, no, there aren't any. So there's, there's the misnomers. And, of course, then there's the slur, like, like the one the Washington football team used. And, and others. I mean, uh, savages. You know, Red Raiders. I mean, the whole idea of always making us this violent people because I guess violence and sports go together, not just with football. You know, Braves, Warriors, you know the, uh, the you know sometimes the, the Kansas City, the Chiefs, like that's all we were, right? And of course, they ignore the fact that half our population were women. You know, you never see you know um, Native women use as mascots. Although they, you'll hear you know derogatory words like "squaw" used, uh, you know, to describe the cheerleaders. Uh, you know, it's it, look, it's all wrong, and it's all bad. And you know the, the 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 most ironic part about the whole mascot thing is that every time I hear white people say, "Yeah, but it's our tradition. We've been calling ourselves the 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 Redskins," you know, for sixty years, for seventy years, eighty years, we picked that name back in the, at the turn of the the twentieth century or whatever else. You know, you'll hear all of this this BS. Well. Let me put some things in perspective. now you if you've listened to the show, you've heard me talk about this in the past, but let me put put this into, into perspective. while white kids were uh, being encouraged to play Indian in their schools because they're going to be they because they adopted some name that referenced either a native people or uh, you know some some reference to native people anyway, whether it's a misnomer or not or a slur. While white kids were being encouraged to do that, native kids from the late, 19, or from the mid 19th century, even during the you know the the most violent hostilities that were occurring for for native people, from the from the mid again mid 19th century to the like three quarters of the way through the 20th century, native kids oftentimes were being ripped from their homes and sent to these residential schools or otherwise known as boarding schools in the U.S. and Canada. And there they were punished for trying to hang on to any semblance of their culture. So white kids could not only play Indian, they were encouraged it by their tax-funded schools to do so. Colleges were doing it. Pro teams were doing it. Elementary schools were, were, were doing this. And of course, you know Hollywood, and you know it was it was a mockery all the way around. So while everybody else could play dress up and you know play you know play cowboys and Indians, they could they, they it was associated with their schools. Their 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 cheerleaders could dress up uh, you know as as little squaws as what well, you know or Pocahontas's or whatever they want to call them. While all that's going on, native kids are being beaten for speaking their language. They're being beaten for trying to hang on to, you know, anything, any, anything that it would de- identify them as Native. Why? Because the policy of the United States and Canada, and frankly, this would have spread, you know, into New Zealand, Australia, all these places that had Indigenous people. The policy was kill the Indian, save the man. With emphasis, and I got to tell you, with emphasis on kill the Indian. Why? Because, and, and why do I say that? Because many children died in these schools. They died trying to preserve their identity. Today is the anniversary of the death of uh, one of those kids. It was a 12-year-old boy by the name of Charlie, but he went by Janie Wenjack. 1966. Now, we're not talking about the the 19th century. 1966. This 12-year-old boy escaped. From a residential school in Ontario, and attempted to walk home on this day in 1966 is when he finally succumbed to the elements. Now, keep in mind, you know, it may not seem you know maybe it's 50 degrees right now in 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 the northern part of Ontario. Um, temperatures were were getting well below freezing, uh, you know, this late in October. So, Janie Wenjack, twelve-year-old boy trying to make it home 600 kilometers what's, it? what's 600 kilometers how many miles is that yeah I mean, 600 kilometers is where away from home is where he was ripped out of his home and sent to his residential school and he was trying to make it back you know most of the way he, he, he 372 miles almost 400 miles away from home and he tries to tries to walk home and dies on dies on this day in 1966 Twelve year old boy, nineteen sixty six. So you know, I'm sorry, that's not that long ago. I was I was almost seven years old then. So that's my lifetime. That's not my grandparents. So this kid would have only been a few years older than than, than me. He was twelve. I would have been I, I would have been almost seven. Twelve year old boy, died trying to get home, trying to go home. From a residential school, where they're trying to strip it away, kill the Indian, save the man. While white kids, white kids get to play Indian all day. They get to compete in sports, playing Indian. I meant, you know, we opened up the the show with um, a song called the, "I'm the, uh, the Stranger" from Gord Gore uh from Tragically Hip. He was the front man from Tragically Hip. He uh, did a project after, and, and Gord Downey's passed away now. Um, he was diagnosed with cancer, and then embarked on a, on a project to to tell Chaney Wenjack's story. And that that uh, they did a graphic novel. He released an album called The Secret Path, and then produced an animated film. And you can go on YouTube and you can you can watch the whole film. You don't have to, you know you can you don't have to pay for it. I encourage you to watch gore downey's secret path you, by all means listen to music but uh check out the check out the i i screened this film in new york but um gore downey said this was his biggest project he said this was his best work now if you're a tragically hip fan or if you're you know if you, if you are familiar or if you want to become familiar by all means check out the music of tragically hip a huge hugely successful band uh uh in canada and and had a great success in the United States as well. But Gordoni dedicated his final big project to trying to tell the story of, of Cheney Wenjack. He met his sisters, went out and traveled. In fact, if you watch the film, they, they, they cover some of that. Um, it's heartbreaking. I mean, it, look, when this is just one of those children. Many children died right in the schools because of abuse, including Physical abuse, sexual abuse, you know, psychological abuse, verbal abuse, uh, malnutrition, you know, um, in infer- I mean, just pathetic healthcare. And, and in fact, things like um, when TB, tuberculosis, was was, uh, was running rampant, the mortality rate in some of these schools, especially in the Canadian side, was over fifty percent. I mean, it was written about in the papers, and, and and of course we refer to this as a um as genocide because it is by definition genocide the idea of ripping kids away the idea of trying to eliminate a people by by killing their culture now having said that any of those morons out there who say oh well that's why we do the mascot thing we're keeping the culture alive no you're not there's no making a mockery of somebody's culture isn't keeping the culture alive it it does it actually kills it even more. Kills it by a thousand cuts. Death by a thousand cuts. Death by a thousand cuts. 50,000 people in a stadium wearing war paint and chicken feathers, doing tomahawk chops or, or whatever the hell else they're doing, is not keeping a people or a people's culture alive. That has nothing to do with who we are Living on a native territory, it has nothing to do with the struggles that we go and look. Fighting the mascot issue, that may not seem like a big deal to, to many people. Hey, don't you guys have bigger problems? Don't don't you have a high suicide rate? Yeah, you know what? The idea of making a mockery of us publicly every freaking weekend in three sports, four sports a year, and especially coming into you know into this kind of time of year. It contributes to that, that whole identity issue that I talk about so much on the, on this show. It is tied directly to our identity being mocked every freaking day. There are studies, that, you know. Look, psychiatrists, you know, the 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 industry has studied this and have and have been, you know, unflinchingly. <laughs> Clear about the about the damage that it does. Not just to native people either. The damage that it does to the to the non native public and to the non native kids. Because this actually you know it, it encourages, you know, prejudice and bullying and all kinds of stuff. And not just bullying of kids. I mean, look, for any of us, my good friend, you know, um um Anne and my good friend Donna, and I know you guys are are listening to this show at some point. You guys experience this firsthand with the bullying that you guys receive from parents of the schools like Nishamani and others that you guys are trying to stand up to. Look, when, when we were fighting Lancaster, you know, and not even fighting, when I was asked by Lancaster to help educate them, we were physically threatened all the time, sometimes by kids. You know, some, some kid who thinks he's, you know, you know, some macho athlete at 18 years old wanted to try to, you know, he he he, thought he was going to beat me up. I'm mean, come on. I'm a grown man. I'm not I'm not some kid just, you know, still smelling like pee from high school for crying out loud. So I mean the, the I mean again, the the absurdity of that is, you know, you know, can't be missed. But the parents. I mean, some of these, you know, ex, you know, ex cheerleaders, you know, who are still trying to live their glory days, you know, threatening threatening some of our women. I mean, it was, it was absurd. So, no, bullying isn't just about kids. And, in fact, abuse is a learned behavior. Why do kids bully? Ann just posted this earlier today, why, or yesterday. Why do kids bully? Because, because adults bully. That's why. And, and, and not just adults in white hoods, either. There's, there's a ton of them at football games every weekend. We're at the bottom of the hour. We'll uh, we'll take a break here and we'll we'll come back. Um, You look, I I got to pound on this some more. I got I got more here and we got to talk about it. So we'll uh, we'll do that when we come back. This is John Kane and this is Let's Talk Native.
1: Just on the ground. Forget the treaties when the money's round. Dig up the bones and rape the land. This is long than we can stand. We will not be.
0: All right, thanks for coming back. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. I want to thank our sponsors who um, enabled me to do this and, and bring this co- these conversations to you You know, twice a week, sometimes three times a week when we've got a show in New York, which eh, I'm not sure what's happening there. We'll talk about that on another show. But um, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, and that, uh, those include uh, Ross and Holly John and the RJE family of businesses, Eric White and ERW Enterprises, uh, my good friends at uh, uh, Grand River Enterprises and uh, a Native Wholesale Supply, um, and a few others who uh, you know who, who help us in times of need—they drop a check in the mail. They uh, sometimes help out with transportation, perhaps, or a, or a room here and there. Um, so I want to thank you know all of you who who pitch in to uh, enable us to do this. Look, we aren't—we don't have grants from philanthropic organizations. We don't have. Um, uh, we aren 't supported by the Seneca Nation or you know or you know or any large institution look we 're supported by, by a few um, businesses, some larger, some smaller, um, but you know a handful of people help us do what we do here so I, I want to I thank them but I, we also I, I also want to thank all of you who share the show. my wife in particular, who shares this show on a bunch of uh, um, Facebook group pages while we 're uh, Facebook live streaming, but those of you who share the podcast and who have subscribed to our podcast, those of you who um Subscribe to our youtube channel and share our youtube uh videos not just the the videos of our show but uh we, we cracked uh you know twenty two hundred views on our uh on our columbus uh in his own words video that we did uh so we're we 're starting to you know we 're starting to get out there we're, you know look we 're not we 're not doing a million squirrel videos but uh nor will we um but we we continue to try to provide not just um the talking points but but provide a concise argument on uh, that we can make when when we are engaged in these conversations, including what we're doing here with this with this mascot issue. I mean, it's an, for anybody who says, "Well, it's you know, we're trying to honor you." No, you're not. I mean, the reason for people to pick a native mascot it goes back to some of uh, L. Frank Bob's comments about how you know it would better be better to eliminate us as a people. So the glory of our past could be celebrated later on, and that's what they're doing. That's what these these schools are doing. They're trying to 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 claim our history as as their characteristics, and and only they're only cherry picking uh, characteristics. Look, they aren't talking about diplomacy or any of the other things that 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 we as Native people had developed in in my estimation in a much more superior way than than white people. White people were all about war, and and they still are. I mean, still right they're still killing people all over the freaking planet and the united states is as guilty as anybody the united states has probably killed more people look i've seen i remember seeing this big billboard in new york and talk about how many people died by communism and they talk about you know russia which are white people by the way china um you know all the, all these places where, where and the, and they never put on there how many people american democracy killed not just native populations but how many people were killed with a dropping of atomic bombs, or you know, or, or or any other massive bombing campaign, how many people died because of the United States? No, they don't talk about that. But you know, I think it's really important that people understand when when they when people try to make a mockery uh, of us and try to rob and, and rewrite history, or just ignore history and just create these—I mean, this either myth or or cartoon or or Disney um uh tales of who we are, whether it's what Disney did with Pocahontas. Look, I got I've showed video of uh, there was a film called um Real Engines, uh, R-E-E-L uh Engines and, and it talks about how you know Hollywood and you know, did did all these things to um uh you know to cast us a certain way. We got I got a Bugs Bunny clip in on that video shooting through the a fort and Literally, you know, saying one little, two little, three little and marking it the his kills on a wall. Then he, he says, oh, wait a minute. That was a that was a half breed and wipes out half of the mark you put on the wall. And that's comedy. That's for kids, right? That's the Oscar winning rabbit. I mean, this is what we have experienced. So. And, the, you know, the question has to come down. Look, uh, you know, the, uh, there was a big controversy up on the Canadian side and a controversy in, in in Virginia here on the U.S. side over politicians wearing blackface. I, I mean, it's it's a public outrage. And and these guys have to grovel to the public saying, yeah, I was wrong, I was sorry, I didn't know any better, I was young, I was stupid, I was this and everything else. So, so whether it's Justin Trudeau or his lieutenant governor, I think it was even, was it the governor of Virginia? i don't remember a couple of politicians in virginia who also were all their yearbooks had them in blackface and it's a, it's this huge public outcry and it isn't even just black people uh, you know i mean they certainly you know uh make make noise justifiably so by the way but white people get oh man how this person wore blackface but right red face is okay 20,000, 30,000 people wearing red face in a in a football stadium or a baseball stadium? You ever see these morons at a Cleveland game? I mean, complete red face. In fact, they'll put even make it with their triangle eyes like their like their Chief Wahoo mascot. Even when they've gotten rid of some of these of these mascots, like at the University of Illinois, they still allow this moron to come in there dressed in native regalia, this white guy would dressed in native regalia, paint on his face. You know, blocking. You know, uh, making a mockery of our culture. Right? They still won't throw them out. So, blackface is bad, but redface is good. I mean, th- th- I mean, there's no you you can't. There's no way to to, to not make a comparison here. We know that may, that uh, that blackface is uh, is is wrong, but we don't know. That red face is wrong, and not just red face, but the whole mockery, the feathers, you know, including the Pocahontas costumes that are always a big uh, hot number this time of year as we head into Halloween. The brave and the and the and, and, the, and the and the the Indian princess, all of the crap. We are not a costume. We are not a mascot. We are not your plaything. You can dress up and you can do whatever you want. There's, there's a whole lot of characters that you you can you can dress up as. Look, the, the question. So if you want to go as Tupac and you're white, if you want to dress up as Tupac, can you put blackface on? No, you can't. And you probably, if you're white, you probably shouldn't try to go as Tupac. You want to put a bandana on? Fine. You know, or. or Look, or if you're white, don't try to be a Rastafari. Don't do it. There's plenty of white characters you can play. You can you can dress as, as a jackass. You probably look like a jackass anyway. You might as well dress up as a jackass. Look, this isn't complicated, folks. This is pretty easy. And, and, and don't for a second suggest, oh, I wanted to dress as a Cherokee princess because I want to honor you. Bullshit. I mean, look, you don't. And and any of you, any school that says we're trying to honor, no, you're not. You're trying to appropriate some characteristic that you believe that we once had that you sure don't recognize that we have now. You're not honoring us. You're you're trying to grab some characteristic of our history that you think was our history and claim it for yourselves. Look, you're calling yourselves Redskins, Indians, Braves, Warriors, Savages, Red Raiders. You're calling yourselves that. And then you'll put pride after it. I mean, don't pretend for a second that you're trying to honor us. And, and, I'll, t- and I'll tell you what else. If you find some token Native person or someone who claims to be including one of the this, this stupid organization that they calls themselves Guardians or some stupid name like that, who think the only way to preserve and to keep Native people relevant is to keep using us as mascots. Is there anything more absurd or stupid or ignorant than that? To say that the only place that we have in American society to keep us relevant is when people make a mockery of us. Most of the people, native people who still support this this practice. Well, well first off, most people of who claim to be native aren't that, that are doing. Most of them aren't. Flat out. They're 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 frauds. And and that's proven out every time. But the few that are, these people have had their identity so stripped away from them that they think the only way that they can be relevant is is if white people make a mockery of us. I mean, how pathetic is that? And like I said, <laughs> there are there are native people who uh, you know who support this. A woman out there, she fought like hell. She wanted the University of North Dakota to keep the name Fighting Sue. Of course, they didn't. And the Lakota fought against it. Not this one woman, Eunice or whatever the hell her name was. I don't know. But, she, you know, she is not you know, the uh, the voice of her people. She's one person who got famous by standing up against what everybody else believed. You know, parading a couple of old, and, and I'll say feeble, and I don't mean it to be insulting, but old, old men who were Navajo code talkers, wrapping them up in Washington Redskins jackets and ball caps, flying them to a uh, to a game in Washington DC and then parading them out on the field look that's that's deplorable i mean that's not honoring people i mean and and especially if you're going to wrap them up in all of your merchandise i mean that's that is just deplorable i mean that's that's disgusting so let's call it what it is because it is, it, it is, it is outrageous, and and but here, having having said all that, they're going away. I mean, every year, more and more schools drop their 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 native mascot names. Not just the the worst one, the you know the R word. Not just that one. There, schools will drop them every single. Year. Some states, Maine. California. Some states have banned completely banned the use of schools uh, for schools to use uh, native mascots. Uh, so I mean, they're going away. The Washington football team—they are not going to. Uh, they will change the name. I don't care what Dan Snyder says. You know, the Jewish guy who thinks that that you know that that somehow he's arrived as a rich billionaire. So. He can tell people what what is right and what's wrong. You know, you again, you would think that somebody who is supposed to represent a culture that that claims to have been so oppressed, and and look, not just claims they, they have, they aren't now. You know, uh, I'm, look, I'm not saying some lunatic doesn't shoot up a synagogue, and I know that the anniversary of that was just yesterday on Pittsburgh. I was in Pittsburgh yesterday and today. I'm not saying that stuff doesn't doesn't happen, you know. And but for the most part, Jewish people are 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 doing quite well for themselves, while people of color are still persecuted at levels that that most people can't imagine. It's hard to believe, honestly. It's hard to believe. But you know what? We're fighting back, and we keep fighting back. And one of the areas that we that we are having some some success. Is getting rid of these mascots. Look, uh, you know, the Cleveland baseball team, yeah, they're still calling themselves the Indians. But they but they've pretty much done away with their 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 ridiculous um you know, mascot or whatever you want to call that logo thing. They're <sighs> Chihuahua. No, I mean they 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 most of these um, even pro teams have gotten away. You know, the Golden State is no longer Warriors in the native sense of the of the word. I mean, it's it's gone away. But and schools, you know, like I said, schools are, are doing well. So we're winning the war. Uh, but in some battlegrounds, like like Nishamani and and others that you know that keep pushing back and keep fighting it, and and they have to fight the whole state of Pennsylvania now because uh, because they're in in it's such violation of of just basic. You know human rights issues, and 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 to be clear, anybody says, "Well, we should just have a referendum; we should vote." Look, social justice issues should not be decided in the same way that a prom queen is selected. I mean, it, the majority can be wrong and has been wrong. History has shown it over and over and over again. You don't think that you know that when slavery was legal, that, that the majority of, of of white folks who got a chance to vote in these kind of things thought that slavery was fine? I mean, every president, even Lincoln wasn't really that much against slavery. I mean I know people oh that's not that's not true. He emancipated the slaves. no, he emancipated the slaves in the south and you know what there were plenty plenty of presidents after Lincoln who still were not anti-slavery. so let's not pretend you know that you know that these that these these fine white men. We're all altruistic when it comes to things like this. No, they were all white supremacists, and they still are white supremacists. The guy sitting there now is a white supremacist. He will would still justify slavery, and has. So we we'll have to have the white men in uh, in Congress and in the Senate. So let's not pretend that that United States you know has solved their problems. They haven't. Yeah, they covered them over a little bit, and when when we push back on things like racism or or this we are the ones that are, that are looked at like like we're we're trying to do something absurd by you know by the groups we're fighting and they get hostile I mean like I said threatening I mean physical threatening I mean it it's uh it, it really is absurd where where these people come from and and like I said you can draw a direct line to the people who are who are the most, you know, strident and, and strong and vicious defenders of, of native mascots, and and the uh, the political right. You you can you can switch out a redskin hat and a MAGA hat on most of those people. <clears throat> and in fact, you know, if if they if they had their way, they would have a hat that says MAGA on it too. And, and a redskin logo on the front, and "Make America Great" across the back, because they're the, they're the same people, but they aren't the majority. They're just the the vicious and and the and the hateful minority, and vocal minority. But we're winning the battle, you know. And look, we have some stuff inside and internally that we look. We do need to uh, to call out the frauds. And even the, the people who are really native people, we we've got to put them in their in their place, and and we have. Most of those people are very very marginalized because they're basically siding with the, with white people. How when we were doing this thing up in, in Lancaster, all those white people in Lancaster, which are pretty much all the people of Lancaster, they flew in some native people, while well, one guy they claimed was native who wasn't, he's a fraud, and the other one. I don't know. I mean, his, his name was Milk, and he could have passed for Milk. I don't know, but uh, look, I, uh, um, I'm not saying you know. Look, I'm not saying you got to judge somebody by the way they look, but uh, they flew these two guys in, and 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 they, and they probably brought them to me. I mean, this Brenda, whatever the hell her name is, uh, uh, I can't think of her name that that was uh, one of the cheerleaders, right? <laughs> She, she brings these these two guys over and introduces me and I didn't even stand up I sat in my chair and, and I says you guys really ought to be ashamed of yourself you know most native people would never go into another native territory and side with the white people against them so regardless of what, how you guys feel about this the idea that you'll let the what the white people in this community use you when you see all the native people here because was, this was at an event um uh at Lancaster, a, a a community engagement you know um, event, which was again one more nail in the coffin to them uh, finally retiring their the slur that they used. But I mean, they, they, I mean these guys who who get used in this way, for one thing, they're terribly unsuccessful. I mean, there's a few there's a few places that they put put it to vote, and they've hung on to these to these native mascots. There, there are a few. but you know what for the most part, by the time a board votes on it, um, th- those mascots are history. literally history. and and if they hang on to it, it's just about hanging on to it till the next time. because the trend is especially amongst the students because most of the the, the, the vocal and violent you know uh, activists pushing to keep these mascots are not the students, in fact, many of the changes that have taken place at these schools were, were led by the students, including, including places like Cooperstown. And other, I mean, look, the battle in Neshaminy, in, in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, pitted the, the school newspaper, the, the student-produced school newspaper against the, the school administration. Now, I'm not saying there weren't students that, that were in favor of keeping the the redskin name in Nishamini. But the newspaper, the the, the, the really socially conscious, conscious and um I guess well read or intelligent students, they said, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna use that, that word. We, we we refuse to print it. And they were punished for it. By by again, by the adults. So it's the adults <laughs> Who are trying to dictate to the students the use of these these racist mascots? So next weekend, the Buffalo Bills will host the Washington Football Team, and here's the part that kind of saddens me, because when they went to Minnesota, um, there were several hundred. I mean, and you would think there'd be thousands, but there were several hundred. Uh, Native people, including some of the people who sit on council and in, in, in various places in, in Minnesota, who showed up to be a, to participate. In fact, one of the the guys who sat on council was wearing a, a shirt similar to this, the the Caucasian shirt. <laughs> but no, and and but there, several hundred showed up. It doesn't look like there's going to be much of a protest when uh, when Washington comes to Buffalo uh, next weekend. You know, and and it, to me, it's a little frustrating. But look, I was at um, the park they call Columbus Park in Buffalo. And you know there was a dozen or so of us that were there. Not very many Native people either. You know, me and you know Aggie and Williams and a few others. But <clears throat> the Seneca Nation doesn't step up. I mean, Tuscaroras, the Tonawandas. I mean, no, I mean, look, we we have a decent population. And you know, and you can make these these protests if you want to call them that, or these these demonstrations, social events. They, I mean, they they aren't. You know, look, nobody's going to get beat up. We're not. We're not trying to. We're not vandalizing something. But again, we don't get the participation. I hate rallies and protests, but I go to them all. If I'm invited, you know, or if I'm aware of it and I'm available, I try to go. I try to be supportive. But the reason I hate it is because and I, I'm not criticizing the organization of these events. But you know, most of us aren't aren't very active. We aren't most Native people are not activists. So when the few of us do show up someplace, don't get me wrong—we're supported. I mean, look, when I when I gave you know uh, um, my interview to the to the media at uh, at that Columbus Park on, on on Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day, that was one of the most widely shared um, uh, posts that I put up, and I wasn't the only one posting it. And lots, lots, and lots of native people supported what I said, and the fact that we were there—they didn't show up themselves. So, if, you, if you're going to judge whether something is wrong or right by how many people have to get up in, in your face to tell you it's wrong, then you're, look, you're looking for the wrong metric, Because it, it only takes some common sense. It really only takes some common sense. If you're mocking a people who... And, and, if you're, and if you're representing them in a way that doesn't truly represent who we are, if you're running around... You know, if you're a white person, woman, man, or woman wearing a headdress, running around a football stadium, or if you're an opposing team who thinks you can impale a, a rubber head that looks like a native person, like the like the Eagles fan, or or hold a banner that says "Get ready for another trail of tears," or if you're a sportscaster who thinks you can put something on the screen that says the Braves were scalped. I dare you to make a reference to to Jews being gassed or black men being lynched. I dare you to do that. Because that's the equivalent. That is the other ethnic equivalent. And there's no... This isn't about sensationalizing it. Our people were massacred. And guys like El Frank Baum, a, a you know a literary giant in a, in a, in, a, uh, in America, you know, literature, American literature, suggested that we should be exterminated, annihilated, so they could use our images and they could sing the praises of of what, what how grand we were, the grand kings of the forest and the plain, as as he put it, that we, in latter ages they could praise us. And appropriate those images, but don't let us live as the miserable wretches that he claimed we were. You know the the uh, the mangy, or the you know the what, what do you call it? something the the mangy cur that licks the hand that smites them. I mean, look, he had such an ill opinion of native people that he thought that we, our our mere existence, didn't do. What he thought our history was justice, and that we were better off being dead, killed, killed, so our images could stay alive. So white people eliminate us as people, kill the Indian, save the man, kill the Indian, so they could keep away, keep alive some, you know, made up some Disney version of who we were that's not honoring folks it's insulting it's offensive and it's a mockery so i you know look i don't expect a, a major demonstration at uh in next week's football game uh, you know i know that some people have uh, michael martin and some others had made some phone calls um if there's something you know maybe a few of us will make some noise by the way tomorrow i'm participating at uh, at an event at uh, WBFO and WNED studios that talks about some of this, really trying to make sure that that the media does take into account, you know, the diversity that lives in this area. And and you know, I've got some shame on WBFO to do when I go to, go to this meeting. So I'm, I, but I was pleased to be have been invited. But you know, look, we've got work to do, and we are doing it. So again, my kudos and my praise to those, uh, you know. To the success that we've had on on this front, and you know, we'll continue, and eventually, we'll get rid of all of them. I want to thank you for listening. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Yahweh.